Hello, and welcome to the Word Experience Podcast, where the Word of God is experienced in a fresh new way. Prepare yourself to hear God's Word talk with simplicity and understanding. And now, here's your host, Cliff Goldberg. What's going on, fam? Welcome, welcome, welcome once again to the Word Experience Podcast, where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. I am your host, Cliff Goldberg. And as usual, let's start this bad boy off with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for this time. We thank you so much for your word. We thank you for the word behind the word. We thank you for the revelation that comes out of your word. Thank you, God, for loving us the way you do and just using us and cleaning us up and turning us around and picking us up and walking with us through trouble and and, and just being the good God that you are. Now, God, as we come together to hear your word, we declare that no weapon formed against this time shall prosper. I declare that the will of God will be accomplished during this time. Uh, we bind every satanic and demonic force that would try to hinder the w- will of God for this time. And um, man, we're just expecting, we're expecting, we're expecting. So give us what we expect, God, which is a word from you. We declare these things to be so in Jesus' name. Amen. What's good, fam? Everybody good? Everybody good? All right. I'm going to start a new series called Necessary Food. The Word of God as Necessary Food. I'm going to do three parts. Uh, Today is part one, which is going to be Necessary Food in the Form of Bread. Our next podcast will be Necessary Food in the Form of Milk. And the third podcast will be Necessary Food in the form of solid food, or as the King James says, strong meat, strong meat, all right? So go with me on a journey as we dive into the Word of God and look at the Word of God from the perspective of necessary food. I think it's important that not only do we read the Word, but we value the Word. And a lot of people use different you know, resources, books, tapes, well, nobody uses tapes anymore, but, you know, uh, podcasts and stuff on YouTube and sermons and all that stuff is great. But I, I really believe that, you know, at the top of the list, it should be the Word of God. And somebody said, well, I read books that's based on the Word of God. That's fine. And I, I'm not, I'm not hating on that at all. But why, why not go to the source, Right. If you use a book that's based on the word that helps you understand the word better, that's great. But God gave us his word, and and I think we should value that more than anything else. As a matter of fact, let's go to Job chapter 23, verse 12. Job chapter 23, verse 12. Because what Job says here is really where I got the title for this series, Necessary Food. So Job chapter 23, verse 12 says, I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. And he's talking about God's words, the words that come out of God's mouth. Now, you know, for us, the words that come out of God's mouth is the word of God, which is the Bible that we that we govern our lives by. Right. But 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 this is about really, really putting value on the word of God and and comparing it to necessary food. So so Job understood that the word of God is necessary food to our spirits, just like food is necessary to our physical bodies. All right. So we're going to look at this in three categories. Like I said, food is bread, food as milk, food as solid food or strong meat. 
All right. Now, the message translation for Job 23 and 12 says, I've obeyed every word he's spoken and not just obeyed his advice. I've treasured it. Right. This goes back to the first podcast I did, I believe, was called The Value of the Word of God. Right. With all of the resources and all of the books that we can read about, you know, living the best life that we can, I believe the Word of God is the most valuable book that we can read as believers, right? The Word of God for the believer tells us who God is, it tells us who we are, it tells us about God's love for mankind. The Word of God for the unbeliever, I believe, tells the story of God's love for mankind, and it is designed to be a draw to man to let them know how much God loves them and how much he wants to have a relationship with them. But that's a that's a that's a that's a that's a side road we're not going to take right now. All right. <laughs> but Job says, "Not only did I obey his word, I've treasured it. I've treasured the words of his mouth more than necessary food." Now, here's the thing about the word of God. And we're using this metaphor with food here. And so I'll use another metaphor that says the word of God tastes good. Right? I believe one of the Psalms says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Well, God connects himself to his word, right? So we can we can we can kind of flip that and say, Oh, taste and see that the word of God is good. Right? And so again, in another Psalm, Psalm 119, verse 103, Psalms 119, verse 103, the psalmist says, How sweet are your words to my taste? sweeter than honey to my mouth. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. The message translation says, your words are choice, so tasty. I prefer them to the best home cooking. I prefer the word of God to the best home cooking. Now, let me tell you something, man. My mother her Thanksgiving meal is one of the most delicious meals I've ever had in my life. Turkey, dressing, macaroni and cheese, greens, or green beans. That's it. But that food tastes so good, man. I mean, it's, it's, we didn't get to get together this year. Um, uh, because of COVID, you know, we're protecting our parents and things of that nature. But, I really, I really, I, I miss being with my family, but I really miss my mom's dressing. That's, that's what I really miss. But as good as that dressing is, as good as that Thanksgiving meal is, it pales in comparison to how the Word of God tastes good on to the insides of me. I mean, there are times I've read a scripture and just went, oh, man, that's good. That's good. And, and people who know me know I say that all the time. When I'm listening to good sermons or good teaching, it's just, oh, man, that's good. That's good. That's good. Because it tastes good to the ear and it goes down in my soul. And it just, it as the old folks would say, it just satisfies my soul. The word of God. I prefer the word of God to the best home cooking. How sweet are your words to my taste? Sweeter than honey to my mouth. Right? And there's nothing like uh, what, the, what the saints would call an on-time word, right? An on-time word. What does that mean? It, it's the word that you needed to hear right then and there. It, it speaks directly to your circumstances, 
right? And, and when that happens, it just kind of, ah, uh, it just hits you in that place, right? And that's what the Word of God can do. That's what it can do when we understand it and then we see how it applies to our lives. It's like, a, it's like a, I, got, I got an image here of a, a jigsaw puzzle piece and you're trying to find where it fits in the puzzle. And then you, you, you know, you try it here, you try it here, you try it. And then it just, you see the spot and then you turn it a little bit and boom, it goes right there. And that's what a word in due season will do. It'll hit you, boom, right in that spot. And nothing else can satisfy you the way the word in due season can satisfy you. Amen. I know it. I've lived it. All right. So the word of God tastes good. We're going to look at the word now, like I said, for this uh, session, we're going to look at the word of God as bread. And um, we're going to do a comparison here of bread, natural bread, and then spiritual bread. We want to look at Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. I almost said when you get there, say amen. <laughs> oh, it'll be good to get back in church. If you're listening to this, uh, I don't know, I recorded this in 2020 and we're still on COVID restrictions and things of this nature. So uh, it'll be good to get back to assembling with the saints. Some some places are assembling around the country. Um, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to leave that right there. <laughs> Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3 says, and uh, this is Moses speaking to the children of Israel using God's words. He says, so he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Now, that's interesting because this is what Jesus quoted in Matthew chapter 4 when he was being tempted by Satan to take the stones and turn them into bread. And he said, man, does not. it is written, you know. And just a quick little fun fact for you, anytime you see... In the New Testament, it is written, someone is quoting something that was written in the Old Testament. So Jesus here says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Okay, so there is natural bread that we live by, right? But we don't live by the natural bread alone, right? We live by the word of God. Now, somebody says, I'm not going to eat any bread anymore. I'm just going to live off the word. Well, your natural body needs natural bread. So he's not saying don't eat natural bread. He's saying don't eat natural bread only. There's a spiritual part of us that needs to be fed also. And it is the words that proceed out of the mouth of God, which we, again, we call the word of God, that we also live by. So we live by natural bread and we live by spiritual bread. All right. Now, to that point on spiritual bread, let's go to John chapter 6. John chapter 6. You know what? We might get all of this today. Let's just see how we flow. John chapter 6. 
Uh, I want to look at verses 48 through 51. John chapter 6, verses 48 through 51. All right, John chapter 6, verses 48 through 51. All right, so Jesus is speaking here. And he says now in John 6, verses 48 through 51, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. Now we remember... And what is known as the Last Supper, um, the scripture says Jesus took the bread, broke it, and said, this is my body broken for you, right? So the natural bread was a symbol of Jesus's body that was going to be broken for us to eat. Um, uh, now, he's making a lot of metaphors here, but the, but the goal, but the point of all of this is partaking of Jesus Right now, in John chapter one, uh, God is equated to His Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then you skip down to John chapter one, verse fourteen. He says, "And the Word was made flesh, and dwelt among men." Right. So, if we look at the Word of God as bread, then the bread was made flesh in the form of Jesus. And he's saying here, I am the bread of life. I am the word of God that will give you life. I, and it doesn't mean we will physically live forever. Remember now, this is spiritual bread. All right. That, that the life in me, my spirit man, stays alive as I feed off the word of God, as I feed off of the bread of life. Um, um, in Hebrews, uh, the writer says that the word of God is living and active. It's alive. Like that old Frankenstein movie, right? It's alive. It's alive, right? The word of God is alive. So it would stand to reason that partaking in, or I'm using air quotes here, eating the word of God will give me life. It will quicken or make me alive along with the Holy Spirit. It makes me alive. It brightens me up. It, it, it gives me life. Oh, it, 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 it peps me up. It perks me up. When I read the word and I get an, I get an understanding of it, I remember years ago, years ago, years ago, I was in a, a place of just down. I don't want to use depression because that's a, that's a separate category, but I was down, just down about where my life was and where my life was going and just down. And so I was in my parents' home, and I uh, went down to uh, a room. My parents had took a den, the, the den in the garage, and turned it into a an apartment. So I'm down in the apartment. There's a Bible. I pick up the Bible. I flip it open. How many, how many of you guys this has happened to, right? I flipped it open, and there was uh, Psalms. I think it was uh, 46 and 1. Um, uh, be still and know that I am God. That's what I flipped open to. Be still and know that I am God. 
and it gave me life, man. I, you know, and I know we're using a bunch of metaphors and we, you know, we use a lot of that stuff in church, but it gave me life. Why? Because it let me know God was with me, God was for me, and if I just let him lead, I'm going to be all right. Be still and know that I am God. That was a word in due season for me. Be still and know that I am God, right? That gave me life. And so Jesus is saying now, I am the bread of life. When you eat of me, right? And he's not talking about cannibalism. He's saying when you partake of the bread, which is the word, you will get life. You will get life. Because this bread comes from heaven, right? This bread comes from heaven. And so when we eat of the bread of life, when we eat of the word of God, Let's just keep it simple. When we eat of the word of God, it gives us life. Uh, I think in one of the Proverbs, he talks about my son, you know, make sure that you that you listen to my words and obey my sayings because it brings light. It brings health to your bones. It brings health to your bones. Right. Because, again, the word is alive. It's living and it's active. People like to get to the sharper than the two-edged sword part, but it's it's living and it's active. The word of God is living and it's active. And when we consume it, it brings that life that's in the word gets on the inside of us and we become alive. We become dead to sin and alive to God, as Paul said in one of his letters. We become dead to sin and alive to God. Amen. All right, so that's that's necessary food, and we've got to look at it that way. We've got to look at the Word of God as necessary. It's not just, oh, I read my Bible every day. No, this is necessary food, man. I can't live if I don't if I don't feed on this Word. I'm dead on the inside if I don't feed on something that's going to make me alive. And how many people do we have just walking around, millions and millions of people just dead on the inside? Dead on the inside. Soul is just dead. No light at all. Going to work, being married, taking care of kids, dead on the inside. Going to church, singing in the choir, working on the usher board, dead on the inside. Because the thing that can bring life, they're not consuming. They're not valuing it as necessary food. And and, and I'm passionate about this because... I know what it means to take this word and give value to it to the point where my life begins to change. My life began to change. My life continues to change because I continue to eat of this bread that comes from heaven. Why don't you do the same? (laughs) All right. All right. I see you nodding your head. I I see you going, okay, Cliff. Okay. Okay. I want to take this Bible a little more seriously. I'm going to read it a little more. Uh, 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 regularly. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna give it a try. Give it a try. Give it a try. Give it a try. I promise you, it won't be a waste of time. I, I, I promise you, it won't be a waste of time. If you listen to any of these podcasts, you understand that that that, that my main source is the Word of God. I'm just giving y'all the Word. I got a little bit of opinion and a little bit of life experience. And whatever revelation the Holy Spirit adds, but the heart of what we do, this comes out the word, man. 
And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't try to give my opinion. I want to, I want to feed you the bread of life. That's, that's, that's been my goal for each and every one of these podcasts. All right. Okay. We're going to keep rolling. Let's go to first Peter chapter two, verses one through three. I think we're going to get through all of this today. I think we're going to get through all of this. First Peter chapter two, verses one through three. First Peter chapter two, verses one through three. Now we're going to start comparing now milk versus solid food. Milk versus solid food. Now, milk is good. Milk is good when you're at a certain level of development, right? So we don't want to we don't want to poo-poo milk. Milk has its value. Okay, so we're gonna look at milk and then we're gonna look at solid food. All right. So first Peter chapter two. Verses 1 through 3. Uh, verse 1 says, Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. All right, so he's talking to spiritual infants now. He's talking to spiritual babes. Basically, he's talking to people that just got saved or recently got born again. Right, And he's giving them instructions. Lay aside malice, lay aside deceit, lay aside hypocrisy and envy and all evil speaking. Lay that aside and desire the pure milk of the word. Why? So you may grow thereby. Just like a baby is fed milk so it can grow. Likewise, spiritual babes need milk so they can grow. So what do we call the milk of the word? It's the simple concepts. It's the simple concepts of the word. We're not trying to be deep. You just got saved last Tuesday. Uh, you know, we're not trying to be deep. We just want to give you the basic stuff. You know, let's talk about love. Let's talk about faith. Let's talk about the value of the word of God. Ah, let's talk about trusting God. Let's talk about how much God loves you. Let's 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 get the basic stuff down. Right? Desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. The word of God is designed to help us grow. Okay. Um, it, it, once we get born again, it's the word of God that helps us grow. Understanding certain things help us grow out of other things. Uh, I was in my Sunday school class today and we were talking about spiritual identification versus generational curses. And understanding who we are in Christ based on the word of God lets us know that generational curses are broken once we come into the family of God. And we have to now begin to identify ourselves, not based on our natural lineage, but now our spiritual lineage. And we are, are, are known now or categorized now as the righteousness of God through our faith in Jesus Christ. Right. So we take the word of God and we learn about who we are. We learn about who God is. And little by little, step by step, our lives begin to change because we begin to grow. Our spirits begin to grow. Right. And the more word we get, the more milk we take in, the more we begin to grow. All right. The, the, the Passion Translation for verse 2 says, In the same way that nursing infants cry for milk, you must intensely crave the pure spiritual milk of God's Word. For this milk will cause you to grow into maturity, fully nourished 
and strong for life. Right? Fully nourished and strong for life. We know for a certain period of time we feed babies milk for the purpose of them growing and getting stronger. And so he says, as a baby cries for milk, right? And all babies have that cry that says, I'm hungry, right? There's a, I'm, a, I'm hungry cry. There is a, I need to be changed cry. And there's a, I'm sleepy cry, right? And, and any parent knows those three cries, right? So as a baby cries for milk, Peter is saying we should cry, spiritual babes should cry for spiritual milk, right? There, there is nothing you should be reading as a newborn babe in Christ. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll say it this way. There's nothing you should be reading except the Word of God. There's nothing you should be listening to except for sermons based in the Word of God. Right, And you should be hungry for those sermons. You should be hungry for those scriptures. You should be hungry for that milk. Because it is for the babe, milk is necessary food. See how this is tying together? You see what I'm saying? It's necessary. Like a baby needs milk. A spiritual baby needs spiritual milk. You need that word. And there's other stuff and there's deep revelation and there's all these other things and there's the Greek and the Hebrew and, you know, exegesis of texts and hermeneutics and all that stuff. All you need is the milk. All you need to really grasp is that God loves you. All you really need to grasp is how to love God and how to love people, right? The basics of faith and how everything in the kingdom of God works by faith. What the kingdom of God is, just basic stuff. Basic stuff that you can feed on and feed on and feed on and feed on. And as you continue to feed, you continue to grow. Just like a natural baby. As the baby continues to feed, that baby will continue to grow. I, re I remember years ago, I was, uh, I was in a Christian bookstore. And uh, I had recently heard of the Amplified Translation of the Bible. I'd never heard of it as a kid growing up. And I recently heard about the Amplified version of the uh of the Bible. So I went in this bookstore and they had some amplified Bibles. And so I just picked one up and I started going to uh, various scriptures that I knew. Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd, you know, a lot of different scriptures that I was familiar with to see the amplified translation. Do you know I was in that place, I don't know, an hour and a half <laughs> just going through the scripture because I was hungry, man. I was hungry to learn more. I was hungry to grow more. And I knew the only way I could really grow spiritually is by diving into that word. That was it. That was it. Right? So, so he says, in the same way that nursing infants cry for milk, you must intensely crave the pure spiritual milk of God's word. This milk will cause you to grow into maturity, fully nourished and strong for life. Now, I have a commentary here about that particular uh, scripture. He says, the, the nourishment contained in the milk of the word is like an antibiotic for guile. This milk contains an element that can eliminate our guile. Therefore, the word is guileless, unadulterated milk. That's that pureness of it, 
right? It gets guile out of our out of our consciousness. We just want to be simple, straightforward people. We want our yes to be yes, our no to be no. We want to be people of uh, uh, our word has. What uh, my dad used to say that your word is your bond. Right. I want people to know that if I say it, that's what I mean. And I mean what I say. Right. And not in a, in a negative way. It's just if I tell you I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. There's no guile in my language. Right. And the more we grab on to the word of God, the less we hang on to, you know, what we call in our society, white lies or we 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 use our words to deceive people. Right. Or we use our words to confuse or manipulate people. We don't do that the more we get grasp and feed on the word of God. Uh, the rest of this commentary says, pure spiritual milk is the sustaining power of God's word coming from his very breast, as it were, to nourish and strengthen our inner being. We can see that this milk is the Lord himself dispensed to us in the word of God. Our craving for this milk is not only because of necessity, but of delight. He is the seed, the word, the milk, the Lord, and the living stone. I love that. Our craving for this milk is not only because of necessity, because of but because of delight. This is what Job was talking about. I desire your words like necessary more than my necessary food. It's a craving for it because it's so good. It tastes good. It, it's alive. It brings me hope. It brings me encouragement. It brings me comfort. I can't get enough of this word. Right? Back in the day in the 70s, 60s, and 70s, there was a, a, a cereal called Sugar Crisp. Right? And Sugar Bear used to sing the, the theme song. Right? And you guys remember, you guys see you nodding your head, right? Can't get enough of that sugar crisp, sugar crisp, right? So now we just flip that thing. Can't get enough of that word of God, word of God, word of God, right? Because it's good, man. And, and I used to eat sugar crisp all the time. That stuff tastes good, man. That was some good stuff. Some, it had, you know, it had all kind of crazy sugar in it. But it tastes good. It tastes good. It was sweet like honey. It tastes good. Right? And that's what the word does. It tastes good to our souls. And it helps us to grow up. It helps us to grow. It helps us to change on the inside. You know, so many people try to change on the outside and try to change from the outside in. But but the word of God, when we apply it, it helps us to change from the inside out. And that's a much more permanent change. It can be a more difficult process, right? Because it's easy to be a counterfeit. It's easy to put on the right clothes. It's easy to learn the church lingo, right? It's easy to learn how to lift your hands. That's easy. But that's not real change. That's Sunday morning change, right? I need Tuesday night change. I need Thursday afternoon change. I need Monday morning change. I need Saturday night change, right? I need that change that's going to last even if I don't go to church for a month. I need the change that's permanent. And that permanent change comes from feeding on the Word of God on a regular basis and getting it in the proper context and getting it in a manner that I understand. And now I can see how to apply it to my life. You know, there's scriptures like, you know, don't think higher of yourselves than you ought. 
right? Or esteem others more than yourselves, right? It's a great lesson on humility to esteem others as more than myself, right? To value what's going on in somebody else's life more than I value what's going on in my life. That's a, that's a great way to grow. That's a great way to change, right? Let your words be seasoned with salt so you'll have an answer for every man, right? You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. All of this stuff is in the word of God. And we feed on it and feed on it and feed on it and feed on it and it helps us grow. I love that. He is the seed, the word, the milk, the Lord, and the living stone. So, so bread is one level of food, milk or category of food. Milk is another category of food, which is more often than not connected to new believers. And then we have solid food or strong meat because we can't live on milk forever, right? Somebody's 12 years old, they're not, they're not sucking milk from their mother's breast or they're not, they're not drinking breast milk anymore. That, that's just, that doesn't look right. Right. You see an eight year old, you know, being breastfed, you know, something's wrong with that mama. Because that child is too old to be breastfed. And the milk that's in the breast is not it's not nourishment anymore for the child because the child has grown to a place where it needs more than milk. Right. We go from milk to maybe baby food. Right. We go from baby food to a little more solid food. Right. And we go from a little more solid food to steak and potatoes. Right. We're not going to feed a baby steak and potatoes. But at the same time, we're not going to give a teenager just breast milk. Right. And I think the challenge that we have in the body of Christ is we have way too many people still feeding on milk and they're not growing. They're not growing because they're not being fed the meal that's going to help them continue to grow. What do I mean by growing? Spiritually maturing. Because it's a lot of milk. And we can't live on milk forever. Right? Watch this. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. This is good. Yeah, we're going to hit this all in one. I don't know what I was thinking. I was... I had all these notes and I, I thought it was a lot, but it's not. So we're just going to hit all of this in one. All right. First Corinthians chapter three, verses one through three, verse one says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. Now, hold on. Peter said being a babe in Christ was okay. Just get the milk and you're going to grow. Right. There's nothing wrong with being a babe. There's nothing wrong with being a babe in Christ. The challenge is staying a babe in Christ. Okay? We don't want to stay a babe in Christ. The milk is designed to help us grow. So we can grow out of the milk and get on to the meat. Right? So Paul now is dealing with people who should not be babes anymore. But he says, I can't speak to you as spiritual people. I got to speak to you as carnal people as to babes in Christ. I think uh, I'm going to do a podcast called uh, Spiritual Carnal uh, Natural, where we talk about the three types of man. The carnal man is a man who's born again, but lives only by his senses, still lives by his senses, 
right? So he said, I can't talk to you like spiritual people. I got to talk to you like carnal people as if you were babes in Christ. He says, I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now, you are not able to receive it. And even now, you are still not able, for you are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? So he wants to talk about some serious things to the church at Corinth, but he can't because they haven't grown past a certain level of spiritual maturity. And Paul says, my expectation of you is you should be more mature than you are right now, but you're not. So I got to break it down in simple ways. And I know you're not mature because I see envy, strife, and division. Wow. 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 We could find, we could find, uh, assemblies like that today. Envy, strife, and division. That those are the symptoms of a carnal person or a carnal group. Let me just say it. A carnal church. Envy, strife, and division. Where there are envy and strife and division, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? He says, you're behaving like men that aren't even born again. And you got the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. And yet you have not matured to the point where you've gotten rid of envy, strife, and division. Wow. Wow. The Passion Version of verse 2 says, And because you are immature infants in Christ, I had to nurse you and feed you with milk, not with the solid food of more advanced teachings, because you weren't ready for it. Wow. And, and, and the implication is they should have been ready for it, right? They should have been ready for it, but they hadn't been doing the work of feeding on a regular basis so they could grow and mature. That, that, that's the implication, all right? Now, I've I, I got some more commentary on this thing with milk versus solid food. Uh, the writer says, this milk would include the basic teachings of our faith. Even so... Every newborn needs milk to survive and be sustained. We talked about that, right? And we understand a baby needs milk. He says the more advanced teachings of Paul, I'm sorry, the more advanced teachings Paul describes are spiritual solid food, something we can sink our teeth into and look for deeper meaning in. Now, the Hebrew church had a similar situation. In Hebrews chapter 5, verses 12 through 14, Hebrews chapter 5, verses 12 through 14, he says, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need, you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk, watch this, is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Now, as I'm reading this now, I'm reminded of working out in the gym. Your muscles only build when you exercise the muscles. If you don't exercise the muscles, you're going to have flabby muscles. 
flabby arms, right? Flapping all over the place. Big old gut hanging over your belt, right? It, it, six, a six-pack is in that, butt, that gut hanging over your belt. You know, uh, rock-hard biceps are in those flappy arms. The muscles are there, but they're not being exercised. And, and, and the writer here is saying, solid food belongs to those who are full of age. That is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised, right? The word of God, it's like going into the gym and exercising my senses. What, is it, what does he mean? I'm strengthening myself to a place where I'm not governed by my emotions, I've used the word of God and I've applied the word of God to my life to a point where my senses now are in shape, right? My senses are in shape. They're not flabby. Somebody, somebody says something nasty to me. I'm offended for three months. I don't talk to them. You know, I get mad. I lose my temper at the least amount of things. Somebody say, how you doing? How you doing? Right? I just got a nasty attitude because of something that happened two weeks ago. My senses are not in shape because I have not used the word of God to govern my emotions and say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. The Holy Spirit comes in and helps and it leads us and guides us and helps us to be the mature believers that we are supposed to be. But we can't be that feeding on praise the Lord, feeding on any good. Won't he do it? If that's all, and all of that stuff is fine, but if that's the only thing you're feeding on, oh man, you got a lot of growing up to do. And there's so much more to what it is to be a Christian than praise the Lord and won't he do it. There's so much more, so much more. The Phillips translation of Hebrews 5, 12 through 4, let me flow on this because I, I, I just feel like a, there's, a, there's a flow coming. <sighs> I said this on a podcast not too long ago, and, I, and I'll reiterate it. We got to do better, fam. We got to do better. We got to do better. The world is waiting on us to do better. The world is waiting on us to grow up. Now, they don't know that they're waiting on us to grow up, but they're waiting on us to grow up, to take our place of leadership and influence. So all of the crazy stuff that's going on, we can, we can, we can right the ship to a certain degree. Now, there's certain things that the Bible talks about that, that have to take place, but we don't necessarily have to participate in those things. And we can create pockets of wisdom and pockets of solid leadership to lead people away from that stuff while it's going on. We don't, we got to grow up. We got to grow up. There's a scripture, I believe it's in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 where Paul says that all of creation is groaning and waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. The, the, all of creation is waiting for us to take our place of spiritual maturity so we can take our place of leadership and influence in the various areas of our society. But we can't do that if we're still running around like babes, eating on, drinking on milk. 25 years, I've been saved 25 years old and still drinking milk. I've been, I've been walking with the Lord a long time and still drinking milk. And, and, and it's not for me to criticize 
well, maybe I'm criticizing a little bit. <laughs> but we got to do better, fam. We got to dig into this word. We got to get an understanding of what, we, what it means. We cannot just be lazy and let the preacher dig into the word and let him or her tell us stuff. And that's what we live on. That's fine to a certain degree. But at a certain point, you got to pull that word out. You got to read it for yourself. You have to create a study plan for yourself. You have to, you have to, you have to, you have to. You don't let somebody eat your food, do you? Right? You eat your own food. Now, there are parents, when the child is at a certain age, they'll take the food, chew it up, and then give it to the baby because they've broken it down. And there's a certain level of spiritual maturity where uh, it comes from the pulpit chewed up, right, and broken down so you can digest it. But at a certain point, if I went home and, and waited for my mama to eat some food to give it to me so I can eat it, that's crazy talk. I'm old enough to eat and chew my own food. And many of us in the body of Christ are the same way. You are old enough spiritually now to chew and eat your own food. Get that Bible. Get the various translations. That's why I use them so you understand that they exist. Find you a good Bible website, Bible.com, Bible Gateway. None of those people are paying me, so don't trip. These are just resources that I use, right? And, 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 and pull up some familiar scriptures and look at the different translations and see what it really means and start breaking this stuff down. Just start with scriptures that you know. I don't know a whole lot about the Bible. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. If you're in the milk stage, go, find, go read some Psalms. They've got small Bibles, and the only thing in the Bible is the Psalms and Proverbs. That's a great place to start. That's where I started my freshman year in college. Now, I grew up in church, but when I started trying to read the Bible for myself, I, somebody gave me a little Bible of Psalms and Proverbs, and that's what I read. Some of it I understood. Some of it I didn't. But, you know, the milk that I took, it took, and it helped me grow. Little by little, it helped me grow. All right? But we got to do better, fam. We got to grow up. We got to grow up. We got to stop all of this pettiness. Uh, we got to stop all of this. What did Paul say? I know you're carnal because I see envy, strife, and division in the body of Christ, in the church house. Envy, strife, and division. Somebody said, that sounds like just about every church I've ever been to. I understand. I understand. That's why we got to grow up. And we grow by feeding on this word and feeding on this word and feeding on this word. Amen. All right. I want to look at uh, the Phillips translation of Hebrews 5, 12 and 14. And uh, then we're going to wrap it up and we're going to call it a day. Okay. All right. So the Phillips translation says, there is a great deal that we should like to say about this high priesthood. Because that's what he was talking about before. But it is not easy to explain to you since you seem so slow to grasp spiritual truth. At a time when you should be teaching others, you need teachers yourselves to repeat to you the ABC of God's revelation to men. You have become people who need a milk diet and cannot face solid food. For anyone who continues to live on milk is obviously immature. He simply has not grown up. Solid food is only for the adult. 
That is for the man who has developed by experience his power to discriminate between what is good and what is bad for him. Selah. Let's pause and calmly think of that. Now that's strong word. That's that that's a strong word. But 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 there are many of us who need to be reminded that where we are in our walk with the Lord is not where we should be. And and now I am not trying to condemn anybody. I'm not trying to criticize anybody. You know where you are. And you know where you ought to be. And I'm saying it's time for you to get where you are supposed to be. Where spiritual maturity is concerned. It's time for you to get where you are supposed to be. It's time for you to get where you are supposed to be. And the way you get there is to ingest a stronger diet of the Word of God. That's what you have to do, man of God. That's what you have to do, woman of God. There is no deep spiritual solution to this. It is immerse yourself in the Word of God. Immerse yourself in the Word of God. Now, I'm not talking about, I'm, a word, I'm going to read the Bible an hour a day. I'm not talking about checking a box. I'm, I'm talking about taking that word and viewing it, as Job said, as more than necessary food. That I eat my word before I eat my breakfast. And I eat my word before I eat my lunch. And I eat my word before I eat my dinner. And I have the word as a midnight snack. I value the word of God as necessary food or more than necessary food. That's how you are going to grow. If you're still on milk, stay on that milk until that milk no longer nourishes you. And that tells you it's time to move on to some meat. It's time to dig into some stuff, some of the stuff that Paul wrote. It's time to dig into some of the stuff that, that Peter wrote. Right? And don't just, well, I read, you know, first and second Corinthians, now I'm moving on the wrong. No, 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 no. Take your time. Eat. There's plenty of food. It ain't going nowhere. You know how it is. You go over to Aunt Tootie's house for the for the for the holidays. You walk in, Aunt Tootie got three tables full of food. Y'all come on in here and eat. It's plenty. And you don't have to rush. Aunt Tootie got all that food out there and she got some more in the kitchen. Right? So take your time and eat. Take your time and eat. Eat a good meal. A good full meal. All right? Digest it. Chew it up. Don't try to swallow it all at one time. I'm going to read a chapter a day. You might take a week to read a chapter. You might need to take a week to read a chapter. Okay? Especially when you start digging into some of those letters that Paul wrote. Get you some translations. Talk to people who are more mature than you, that you know that they are well-versed in Scripture, and ask them questions. Go on websites. Go in chat rooms. I don't know if they still have chat rooms, but, you know, start, a, start an organization in your social, a group in your social media. Go to those who know and ask good questions, right? Feed on this word so you can grow up and take your place 
and 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 handle carry out your assignment that you know God has already given. You know your assignment, but you know you're not ready yet. And you're not ready yet because you haven't been feeding on this word enough so you can grow up. I got all this stuff. I ain't ready. I'm still I'm still dealing with some stuff. You're still dealing with it because you're not immersing yourself in the word and allowing that meat to help you grow to a point where you don't want to do that stuff anymore. There was a time when I was a kid, you know, we had a huge toy box. I had, you know, three brothers and we had a huge toy box, all kind of toys. And there were days, man, I was in that toy box every day playing with my toys, putting my Hot Wheel tracks together, playing with the this and playing with the that. All the time, every day, come on from school, take off my school clothes, put on my play clothes, I'm down there grabbing my toys. Every day I would do that. And then at a certain point, I started to get older. I started to mature. I started to mature. I might go in the toy box once a week or a couple times a week. Eventually, I stopped going in the toy box. Nobody told me, you know, man, you're 13 years old now. You don't need to be going and playing with them toys. Nobody had to tell me that. Why? Because I had matured to a point where I didn't want to work, play with those toys anymore. I don't want to play with those toys anymore. Okay? So likewise, spiritually, as we continue to feed on the word and feed on the word and feed on the word and we begin to grow, we begin to mature, and there's certain things we just don't want to do anymore. I got to a point, I just didn't want to curse anymore. I got to a point, I just didn't want to drink anymore. I got to a point, I just didn't want to walk into a room and bring people down. I got to a point, I didn't want to be cynical anymore. I didn't want to be pessimistic anymore. I didn't want to have a sarcasm to my voice anymore. I just grew out of that. I don't want to do that no more. Because I've been feeding on this word and this word has been changing me little by little from the inside out. Somebody said, well, I know it's wrong. I, I know it's wrong. I shouldn't be doing that. That's not enough to change you. You know, people talk about the truth will make you free. No, it won't. Not if you don't change on the inside. You can know all kind of truth. It's, all, it's a whole bunch of people out here living crazy lives and they know the truth. But they're not free. Because they're not mature enough to change to a point where they don't want to do this anymore. And I tell you, man, it's a wonderful day. And it's also a frustrating day when you realize something that you've been doing for most of your life. You don't want to do it anymore. Now you got a habit that you're trying to break. But the more you get in that word, and the more you get in that word, and the more you get in that word, and the more you get in that word, you will begin to see yourself change because God is changing you from the inside out with that word that is alive and active. I'm passionate about it because I've used it myself. What's that, that, that the hair commercial? I'm not just the president of the company. I'm a client. Right? I'm not just the host of this podcast. I'm a client. I've used this word and it has worked in my life time after time after time and continues to work in my life time after time after time. Just because I teach it don't mean I, 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 I get a pass and, and, and don't have to live it. I have to live it too. I'm in this word on a regular basis, sometimes to teach, sometimes to learn. 
Because chefs have to eat too. <laughs> you better believe if Aunt Tootie cooked all that food, she saved a little something for herself too. She's not going to serve all them people and let herself starve. We got to eat too. So come on, man. Come on. Come on. Go on this, go on this food journey with me. Go on this bread, milk, solid food journey with me. Right? If you know you're comfortable in the milk stage and milk is helping you grow, great. Stay with it. Stay with those Psalms. Stay with those Proverbs. Stay with that stuff. Right? But 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 one day it's not gonna be enough. And now maybe you need to get two or three translations of those Psalms or those Proverbs. Or maybe now you need to start going into uh, 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 the New Testament and stuff in 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Romans, Colossians, some of the stuff that Jesus said, you know, start digging into it. When the food no longer satisfies you, that means it's time to get to some better food. When the milk no longer satisfies you, it's time to move on to meat. Okay, solid food. All right, you can do this. I know you can. I know you can, because God has given me this word for you to hear. It's time to grow up, and I don't mean that as a criticism. Please don't take it the wrong way. Hear my heart. It's time to grow up so you can take your place. Amen. All right, fam. That's all I got for you today. Hey, we got it in one. All right. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, I got a few more left. Um, I'm going to be making an announcement about the future of the podcast at some point in the future. <laughs> But uh, it's all good. It's all good. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to your boy. Man, I appreciate you guys so much. I love you. I love you. I love you. I know this word is having an impact on your life. So keep listening. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be with you next time. I was going to say I'll see you next time. But I won't see you. But I'll see you. I'll see you. <laughs> I'll see you next time on the Word Experience Podcast. Where we experience the word in a fresh new way. God bless you guys. Peace. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that what you heard will start you on a journey of change and transformation. If you'd like to communicate with Cliff with a question or a comment, you can do so via email at clifftalk 63 at gmail.com. That's clifftalks, the number 63 at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. God bless and we'll see you next time on The Word Experience.